you know, early on that, you, you know, talk too much or, or, or speaks out of turn or whatever. Like there's a, there's a time and a place for everything and knowing how to sit and be quiet and learn like that's really important to be able to do that. But now my talking gets me paid. Welcome to this episode of the Choose You podcast. I've got Danita Blinn back on here with me. She did um, she did an episode a couple months ago, and we are reconnecting and going to have a conversation about communication. Danita, go ahead and introduce yourself again, because I always learn something new, and I love hearing about people. Hello, everyone. I am Danita Haller. I'm a retired disabled veteran from the United States Air Force, spent almost 15 years active duty. I miss it. I love it. I love the camaraderie and the teamwork and the people. I am also currently a college professor, and I'm nearly completed with my dissertation and my doctorate in forensic psychology. So I'm super pumped about that. Well, first of all, thank you again for being here. In just explaining all of your um, credentials and like where you have kind of gone in your career path and then even into your current living situation, um, since I kind of do this on like an interview basis, um, super interested because of the different dynamics. You've got your mom in there. Mm -hmm. You've got your um, so as a daughter hat, you put on and then you've got mm-hmm. Luna. So you're the mom. So you put the mom hat on and then you've got the partner and where like, however, the boundaries or design of your relationship is you are partnered in parenting for Luna there. Yeah, we are. That's yep. We are co- co-parenting for Luna under the same roof. That's it. And that, so, so that dynamic and then, um, like just even lifing. So communication has to play a huge role in all of that um, dynamic or balance that you search for. So I think it's a great way to start in on um, the subject of communication and then your thoughts. So I have a lot to kind of go over about communication. So bear with me on this. All right. So you know, Webster, Webster Dictionary defines communication as a process by which information is exchanged between individuals through a common system of symbols, signs, or behaviors. Now, keep that in mind, that last portion. Keep that in mind because we're going to discuss that in depth a little bit further. All right. There are five primary types of communication. We have verbal which is speaking to one another, right? There's nonverbal. Those are the different attributes the body displays during certain conversations. Written to include emails and memos and tweets and Facebook posts and uh, contracts and even handwritten letters, if you still do that. Listening is a massive form of communication and is said to be one of the most important of the five. And then finally, visual, visual communication. Okay. So that would include the different social media platforms using images to communicate to others to show them this is the body type you want. This is the political faction you should follow so on and so forth does that are you following with me so far 
Yeah, I love it. I'm taking all these notes. So if you see me looking down, it's because I am avidly writing and I love I I can take a picture of the notes for you and send them to you. Okay. All right. So then when we get into the main aspects of communication, there are actually seven different styles of communicating. The first being assertive. And I'm sure many of you have heard of many of these different communication styles. The first is assertive. It's the most recommended. It relieves, promotes that uh, self-esteem. It's not come off as cocky or conceited. They're just assertive. The individual knows what they want and they go after it. Okay. Then there's aggressive. I think probably all of your listeners have known somebody who has had an aggressive communication style, right? This is where that individual feels the needs, feels needs more important to be, it's more important to them for them to be important than it is for others to be right, wrong, and different, okay? They're very aggressive. Then we have the passive aggressive. I know I've known several of these folks in my life where they're very passive on the surface, yet behind the scenes, they're still scheming and the anger's growing and it comes out in different forms. Submissive, which is the number four, is those individuals are just simply looking to please. They're trying to avoid contact. They're your yes, yes sirs, yes ma'ams. Anything you need, I will do it for you. Absolutely zero, zero confrontation. There's no anger buildup. It's just they're very submissive in nature. Number five is manipulative. Have you known anyone who's been manipulative? All right, these are the scheming, calculating, and just shrewd individuals out there. They will do anything in their power to make sure that they are on top, regardless of who falls beneath them. Could be their wife, could be their child, could be their closest friend. It doesn't matter. Once a manipulator, they will likely always continue down that path. Uh, Number six is direct. I think I'm a very direct individual, although I'm also assertive, I'm very direct. I don't mask the message. I don't beat around the bush. I get straight to it. I use clear language, and I make my point clear. If it's still not understood, I will try to explain it further. But if it's as clear as it can get, there's nothing more that I can do. And then the the final, number seven, is the indirect. Those individuals who beat around the bush, which I know far too many of those folks. You know, how was your day? Well, it was it was good. I suppose, right? I mean, I did. I did have, you know, what? What? There was one time, but no, it was. It was a great day. All right, just tell me. Right. Don't make me work for it. Right. So back to the communication in general. There, it's what's considered the five C's of communication: clarify, conscious, consistency, connection, and confidence. Do you want me to read those again? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Number one, clarify. Clarify what you're trying to communicate. Make it simple. 
Don't ask them to read a book that's been muddied. You need to clean it and clarify it for them. Consciousness. You need to be conscious of what you are trying to communicate. If you don't stop and think about what's coming out of your mouth, it's probably not going to end well. Okay. Right. I would choose, I would, I would if I were thinking of uh, um, same words, I would think aware and intentional, like mm-hmm. being conscious of it. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, number three is consistency. In Intel, we learned this. Consistency is key. It's just like follow through. If somebody asks you a question and you don't know the answer, you just simply don't say, I don't know. You say, I don't know at this time. However, I will get back to you and then actually get back to them. The follow through, right? Consistency. Same thing goes with young children. Consistency is the key. If one parent allows one thing and the other parent allows something else, there is zero consistency throughout the house. Therefore, the child does not understand what effective communication truly is okay and then connection is number four connection i think relates more to the close interpersonal relationships say for instance my daughter her and i have a connection she knows when i've reached a limit it's time to back down you know because of our connection Now, you can make connections with strangers very easily, but you have to keep in mind those first four principles. Clarify, be conscious about it, be consistent with it, and then use that connection. And then finally, confidence. Not arrogance, not pride, confidence. Be confident in what you do. Because if you are not confident in what you do, nobody else will be, especially when it comes to communication. I think you and I have both seen enough public speaking and done enough public speaking to know that if you get up in front of a crowd of, say, 20 to 50 air crew members, ground crew members, general Mm -hmm. officers, whatever the case may be, if you don't feel confident in the material, you're going to bomb the briefing, right? You're not going to be able to present what you need to present. So confidence is huge. The only problem is you don't get confidence until you failed several times. Right. So with all that being said, let's look at interpersonal relationships. We're looking at incorporating good communication among all these different interpersonal relationships. Work, at work, you have your boss, your coworkers, your subordinates, at home, partner, spouse, children, family, parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, cousins, social, you have your friends, both close and acquaintances. Social media platforms. Here's another big one. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Snapchat. Snapchat. I can't even name them all these days. And then also with doctors and therapists and, you know, uh, personal trainers. 
anybody that you come into contact with on a regular basis. So give me your thoughts. So I always apply it to whatever's going on in my life right now. And I think that figuring out communication styles of other people is huge. Like not even just in so like early on, you get out of high school, whatever you go to college, you if you need to do any presentations, like I had all business classes, so I had to do business presentations. And it was it did it, it, it required a level of professionalism, just in my business courses in college, that like, then you go into the military. So there's like so many different audiences and people that you're exposed to. And then mm-hmm. there's that aspect of it. And then the personal side of it, like specifically speaking to a spouse or a partner or some co-parenting, how, you know, whatever the label is, like understanding the way that they communicate or the way that they don't communicate, you know, like you have to teach someone. I feel like we have to teach people how to love us, how to like us, how to date us, even friends. Like if you're really trying to make a solid relationship it takes so much effort. Like it takes so mm-hmm. much effort unless you're in the season where you're just looking for a heartbeat. And we've all been there. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. have your, all the inter, all the interpersonal relationships you're just talking about. And so at the age I am now and where I'm at with what I'm doing in personal development and self-awareness is figuring out how to effectively communicate. So I've been communicating my whole life in, in, you know, I don't even think we had pre-K. No, we did, but yeah, pre-kindergarten or whatever. Um, But, you know, I got all S's and then a U under talks out of turn or talks too much or in every single, every single report card, every single week. Yeah, my daughter's getting getting to be the same way. Just a chatterbox. But she's And it's like. You're you're told, you know, early on that, you you know, ter- talk too much or, or or speaks out of turn or whatever. Like there's a there's a time and a place for everything and knowing how to sit and be quiet and learn like that's really important to be able to do that. But now my talking gets me paid. And so it's like, are you trying to crush the child's joy because they try to get us to conform and sit in the classroom and be quiet for all these hours and do all these things and then you get out into the real world and life isn't like that like that's not what they do that's not what they promote they want the unicorns they want the entrepreneurs they want the leaders and the ones who step out and who can effectively communicate so my thoughts on communication are that it is imperative and that it's something that i think all of us should focus on every single day because we're never not going to use it Everybody's still looking for that one way to communicate. If somebody's in a coma, the finger twitch, or you know what I mean? The eye roll, like whatever, you always want to know what's going on on the other side. And I think it becomes like, it's helped me personally in my, all my relationships, personal and business relationships on figuring out how to communicate or how to control the way that I want to communicate because the way that I want to communicate, it's not everybody's way. Like a hundred thousand percent, not my husband's. He wants to just hold space and know that everything is so good and wonderful because he's holding space with you, which I get. And I do appreciate now, 
but but mine is words like if you're not giving me words why don't you love me why don't you like me why don't you want to have a conversation with me? why didn't you talk to me at the gym this morning how could you walk by right. me in walmart and not say you know like i don't know i just kind of went off but um i have to understand other people's communication styles and i think along with communication something that should be tied together is delivery because communication oh. is key, but you also want to focus on delivery of what you're trying to communicate so you don't completely destroy the person who's receiving. Well, I think a lot of that actually falls back to the nonverbal communication. Uh, I did a lot of studies in body language and nonverbal communications and what different postures and positions and eye rolls and hand gestures. I, 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 a lot of study went into that and it's very, very fascinating. You can tell what somebody's thinking without them saying a word based on what their body is doing, the physiological response that the body is doing. And I think it's crucial to be able to understand that and take that into consideration. That's why I personally think all of these platforms, these social media platforms, whether it be Twitter or TikTok or but even Facebook for that matter, emoji, 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 emoji. You know what? We started off with hieroglyphics. We evolved into multiple different languages and we're right back to hieroglyphics right we're not aliens would come down today and be like eh, maybe not this time we'll come back in a few millennia we'll try again later <laughs> oh that's <laughs> accurate yeah it's sad but no delivery is everything and you can't deliver through a text message. You can't deliver through a tweet. Like people cannot pick up on my sarcasm via email. They just can't do it. They get all offended right. and then I get in trouble. And I'm sorry, it was a joke. Why didn't you say that? I frankly, I didn't think I had to, but clearly right. lines need to be drawn, you know? Right. It's unbelievable. My daughter, oh, I've, uh, I was going to say, my daughter has done so well. We've been working with her for communication as in talk to us about your feelings, right? She's at that stage right now where her brain can get overwhelmed with feelings and then there's no stopping. It It's just like one big ball of every emotion up there and there's really no way to navigate that. So we've been working a lot with her about, you know, anger. And if you're angry, tell me you're angry and tell me why. Let's try and fix it. You know, that sort of thing. I had like a nine day headache. It was bad. Uh, at about day seven and a half, give or take, I snapped at her. She said something to me and I snapped at her and I immediately felt bad. Got down on her level. Sweetheart, I am so sorry. I didn't mean to yell at you. Mommy's had a really bad headache. I seriously, I did not mean to take it out on you. And she just says, mommy, it was my fault. I know grown adults that can't take responsibility and yet my five-year-old's doing it. Yeah. Something that James and I talk about often and 
even in the last, I mean, if it's not weekly, it's, it's definitely often. And we revisit it is emotional intelligence. And I, oh, think I love that, emotional intelligence. Yes. It's like not something that it's non-existent these days. And, and, uh, and I'm, and I say that to, to talk about communication because the things like you're hoping that they would infer in your email about your personality with your sarcasm, it's like have the emotional intelligence to know the person that you're communicating with and like where their levels lie. You know, um, that my children seem to be, even my niece and nephew going back to even tinier. So, um, I have, uh, they're all very young. And the ones that I'm speaking about, my niece Breland uh, is three years old. And she uh, wasn't, this was like early too, like maybe she was two even. She, my mom doesn't uh, always walk it well. She like uses the cane and things now. And so mm-hmm. Breland being, you know, just barely three or just under three. Um, so it was like last fall she went up to her and put her hand in hers to like steady her and was like, here, I'll help you, mamma. And she didn't do, my mom didn't say anything. She didn't like groan really loud. Like she didn't do anything, but like get up. And then, you know, it took her a second to get up from, from where she was sitting. And then she was walking Mm -hmm. along, they were walking outside. And so my mom was blown away by that because again, she wasn't like, Oh, or ouch, or, you know, hold on to the wall. I'm like, were you struggling? And she was like, no, but because Breland was aware of whatever was going on around her, you know what I mean? The emotions, the, the pain, however it was for my, my mom wore, a, I'm sure she had a, some face of pain because we wear right. our feelings, but that as an example, and then my 12 year old and 14 year old boys who come and have like revelations on feelings or that I can have a conversation with like, oh, you're having a meltdown. It's the second week of school. You haven't really been on a schedule the entire summer and you're overstimulated because you're having to pay attention all day. You don't have your freedoms anymore. You can't lay down when you want to. You can't use the restroom when you want to. You can't get a snack when you want. You can do nothing really when you want to from like this time to this time. And so in speaking to that for communication, like understanding their behavior and the way that they are and the way that they normally communicate to Mm -hmm. what they're going through at the current moment, it all goes back to emotional intelligence, being able to communicate. And then like you, you know, like going back to the beginning of this conversation, the verbal, nonverbal, you know, written, Mm -hmm. um, visual, like all the things, what's, what's going on right now on um, social media, TikTok, everything, which is their life, their lifeline, they learn everything from TikTok, which I guess is okay, because I YouTube everything. If I need some, (laughs) some information, I go to Google, you know, or YouTube. to, To an extent, I think it's good for them, because that's their future. You know, technology is their future. We can't hold them back in a genre that we know and understand that we think is a a great example for everything. That's not the way the world works. They are going to be just completely submerged in the technological world. But teaching them the communication thing, here's another thing that gets me. Communication 
I think should be taught in high schools on a regular basis, mandated every year. And I say that because kids will text each other when they're sitting right next to each other. Kids these days do not have the ability to just walk up to somebody and say, hi, my name is, and make a friend. It's all done electronically. So we are depriving our children of the ability to have a social interactive life down the road. Right. I agree. It's a shame. And I, I don't really know how to fix it other than to my part with my daughter, but you know, yeah, I mean, that's exactly what I'm having to bring myself out of whatever the heck 2019 put us into the state of fear, the state of isolation, the state of mm-hmm. it, it's fear. I mean, I, I, you know, all the other things are secondary, but literally to stay home because you were afraid of coming in contact with other people. Like we didn't do that overnight and it was over. It was years mask and now they're whatever they're doing again now which not trying to talk about politics or do it say anything like that but i'm just saying like our environment has to do a lot with whatever we're um commute the way that we're communicating as well whether you're in person or forced to be online it's when our choice is taken away but then also the exposure you know the kids like coming into school that did online school and didn't get recess and lunch my app and pe my absolute favorite classes of the all of them like college <laughs> high school you know elementary school but all of them it was always auto shop and- auto shop home uh, home room and lunch that that was about it right there yeah and it's like okay, so how do we get around this? And everything's a digital world. You know, I'm upset because the boys are in their rooms all day long on Saturday and Sunday. And I'm over here like Netflixing or whatever projects I can come up with. And it's like, you've been in your room all day. Well, they haven't been in there alone. They've been with multiple friends in multiple different situations, you know, playing their games, whether it be like a fighting game. I don't even know. I also headsets. And it is good team building. It's good creativity, imagination. It is good for their, like, uh, hand-eye coordination. I'm not saying video games and everything is bad for them. I'm just saying doing so, we are depriving this upcoming generation of the ability to actually be able to socially interact with somebody who's right next to them without an electronic device you know? Right. And it takes intentionality to develop the in-person skills that we just, I don't know, took for granted, I guess, growing, because that was how we had to do it. So now yeah, it's something we had no choice. In, yeah, you have to intentionally develop this skill or this communication style because it isn't the regular anymore. And then we say, oh, this is the future. This is the future. Yeah, but do we want it to be the future? Do we want to break the cycle and change it and keep the in-person stuff in there as long as we can? I mean, ultimately, I feel like the Jetson stuff's coming up, you know, the fifth mm-hmm. element style of living in bubbles and all the crazy movies that they've made out there. There's got to be some truth to whatever, but I no think that we now have to be intentional about the way that we are communicating and keep them all going so that we're all well-rounded individuals and can thrive in all aspects. 
I completely agree.